Hello everyone, welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this afternoon I'm joined by Angela Durant who's from uh, basically an executive speaking communications coaching uh, business and uh, we're going to have a little chat about uh, business, speaking, networking and all those sort of things. How are you doing today Angela, are you okay? I'm really well Mike, thanks very much. Brilliant, brilliant and thanks for coming on to the podcast with me. It's my pleasure, really looking forward to the conversation. Yes, brilliant, brilliant. And we've met obviously through networking a number of times in and around the um, the Cardiff and uh, Wales area, mm-hmm. and uh, more recently we connected again online um, through through uh, somebody I was uh, actually inviting on my podcast, and and he thought it would be good for you to come on the podcast, being uh, local to me, and also be being featured in the uh, his book. So do you want to tell us a little bit about um, about about that, how that happened? Yes, yeah. Isn't it interesting? We're actually living, we live in the same town as it were in Cardiff and then we end up connecting online and that's the way everything's going, isn't it really? But yes, um, he's, uh, no, he's Matthew Pollard. Matthew is one of the top 50 sales trainers in the States and uh, I met Matthew quite a while back and took his Rapid Growth Academy and it was, fa- it was a fantastic sales system at a time when I was starting a new, a new venture called Maverick Communication and uh, I really wanted rapid growth, so it was a brilliant title. And I took his uh, training course in his academy, and within probably, I don't know, as probably little as sort of six weeks, I virtually doubled my income. It was really fantastic, and I just dived straight in. Um, from that point on, um, I was a real great fan of his work. He works with introverts, etc., and small businesses uh, to really set up a good sales system. And that was really important to me. And uh, the reason I'm in his book, he's got a new book out, I think it's The Introvert's Edge to Networking. And he was encouraging me, he was trying desperately to encourage me to go online quicker than I was. But I was doing so well with some of my offline networking that it took uh, a crisis in our household last September when my husband had a sudden heart failure to, to launch me online and sort of pivot before everybody else had pivoted due to the current situation and I was forced within about gosh less than 24 hours to take my entire business online and through understanding how to do that and the system that I created I was able to to start that process of taking things online and um, and since then Matthew's asked me to become one of his mentors for his rapid growth academy um, and so um, I'll be able to lead people through his system as well as uh, as well as my own as well. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. It sounds to me that Matthew's doing a very similar sort of job to myself. So uh, you know, um, obviously that's probably why I come across him. I come across it through a mutual uh, connection of, of, of mine, David Davis. I think, and uh, I think because David Davis was talking about a book, a kind of, I think it might be Matthew's book launch, etc. And so I sort of checked checked him out, and then I thought he'd be a good guest on the podcast. And in the end, he ended up saying that it'd be good for you to come on the podcast. So, um, but yeah. Um, I've been spending eight years trying to get people to do what you've done, uh, if you like, and that's utilise the the internet and technology. And then obviously Matthew done it with you a bit earlier ahead of the game, which was perfect for you. You were well positioned for when this uh, crisis hit. Uh, but but to be honest with you, um, COVID, coronavirus, has been um, like the best salesperson I could ever have employed because my job was to get you know entrepreneurs kicking and screaming into the internet, and COVID just did it. You know, overnight more or less. You know, within about three weeks, everyone was doing what they needed to be doing. So, uh, so yeah. How how did you find you know that with everyone else competing with you, when all of us for a while you had a bit of a gap to yourself, didn't you, for a bit? Yeah, I think here's what I have seen so far. I think visibility without visibility without an intentional plan behind it or without. Um, you know, it takes more than visibility alone to make an impact in your, in your, uh, and it is noisier now. I had been online previously. Uh, I started off as a, a voice coach in the music industry over 10 years ago and sort of transitioned to work with more businesses and public speaking and presentations and, and around sort of visibility and presenting and video, etc. in the last sort of 18 to 20 months. But because I had a system, and because I understood where the real, my clients were the nature of my business, it was actually easier to reach out initially to people to try those first beta 
tested ideas and courses to go online. I think with COVID, the scramble for everybody to go online, interestingly enough, I actually stepped back just for a couple of weeks, etc., when everybody had first gone online because there was such a scramble because everybody had to go on Zoom or Team or whatever it was that they were doing. And I knew that what would actually happen to me, I felt it would be a bit like a party popper. Most people would go online, take a big flurry of activity, and then it would start to drip off because the results wouldn't be there for people. And the most important thing is to actually have a plan for your visibility, a plan for how you're going to take your material online and actually create almost like a suite of assets and the ability to, to do it in various forms, which is why when I first had to go online and it was due to, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I know that we're blaming COVID at the moment, but my husband had cancer and, um, you know, sometimes there's another type of crisis that, that comes into the situation, isn't it? You know, um, and whenever there's a whenever there's a business crisis, we're looking to blame the situation. And I did a a survey at the start of uh, of our current situation with several service based professionals that suddenly were sort of didn't know what to do. And the the overwhelming thing that people came out with was, you know, they wanted more clients. They wondered why 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 all of this had even happened, it's not fair kind of thing. And how on earth do I deal with all the marketing and, and, and the noise around it when I want to go kind of hide under a rock, really? Um, and when I looked back and I stepped back and I thought, well, I'm supposed to be doing a, a webinar on visibility. There's quite a few questions to answer there, really. And the, the biggest thing that came out to me was it was kind of business model behind the scenes of it. When times are good, we tend to, as we are told to do, do what works and if only if we're only ever doing what works offline then we're leaving not only leaving money on the table but we're actually kind of building our businesses for kind of times of peace not times of war and if you're a service-based professional without a team of people around you you've got to be able to create i think multiple eggs in your basket around your skill set in order to have a business that can ride different situations and cash flows and income bases and there's no getting away that the internet is you know it's been around a good while now it's just that i don't think we are used to the fact how intentional we need to be and how much of a strategy we have to have and even clearer for me personally one of the things that made the biggest difference to me both in matthew's system and in going online was i really knew who my clients were i really knew what their problems were i really knew what their and i knew how to communicate with them um and i knew how to, to steer those conversations around to sales and without those skills what i see with people is um a real lot of kind of flailing around and without an intentional outcome for themselves so they'll try a course or they'll try some posting or some content and if it doesn't have any level of intentionality around it they're going to get they're not going to get the results that they're capable of getting and that's that's what i have noticed really so it, for me it's more about a path of intentionality than it is just about going online if that makes sense yeah definitely definitely and, and obviously um there are a lot of people still who are um worried about speaking in front of a camera or speaking on audio and all that sort of thing so so what you do teaching people how to do that and be comfortable with that is is key you know not everyone is as um, i suppose bullshy as me or comfortable outside the the comfort zone if you like because i wasn't that confident in speaking and audio but i decided well the best way of becoming confident was actually to set up a podcast and just do it every day you know so i actually set up a podcast and within like a couple of days, really, I was comfortable because, you know, being comfortable doing something new doesn't take long for, for, for many people. I'm one person who I'm quite, you know, I get a tome uh, quite quickly. And also I was doing quite a lot of episodes. So, you know, if you want to become comfortable at, at something you're not comfortable at, do it a lot and you'll become comfortable. You know, that's always my sort of strategy. And it, obviously is, I, it is true, but not everybody's like you, Mike. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, 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 thank God they're not, you know, because there's more people need some coaching. I'm very independent and I just, if I decide I'm going to do something, I just do it. You know, but a lot of people do need some coaching and help doing that, you know? Yeah, and it really does depend, I think, for some people, dependent on how they've been. Some people are very confident live, for instance. They really feed off an audience. They have trained. They've enjoyed that interaction with a, with a live audience, but they had more um, 
sort of limiting beliefs or issues about how to show up on camera and, and how to do video. Um, I'm speaking to somebody at the moment who is wanting to sort of take his business uh, online and create videos and content for that. But sometimes people not even just going live because that's a bit like sort of live TV presenting if you stick your Facebook live or something. And many people are just, they haven't had a lot of experience in actually physically going in front of the camera. So on one thing you're doing a podcast, so we're hearing our voices only, which, are a, which is a big deal because 88% of why we actually trust somebody is in the tone of the voice. And if we're seeing somebody, 55% is our body language, 38% is the tone of voice, and the words we speak are just 7%. So our unconscious communication styles and skills are actually either turning people off or turning people on us. And, and sometimes we are very unaware of those, what I call those hidden motivators, as to why we're actually getting some better results than others or others are not getting the results that they could potentially be getting. It's not always your content. Sometimes it is the delivery. And we don't like to work on that sometimes because, you know, we'll try and do some more tactics rather than actually work on the thing that's going to move the needle. Another 1% here and there, just the way that we show up with people. I think when you look at video views and they're looking now, say if you've had more than 10 seconds on your video view, they class that as an engagement. Well, if you were sat in a live room with somebody and somebody was actually public speaking, you'd probably not be rude enough to walk out of the door. But we're on an online world, so people can scroll past your video or your live, you know, within the space of 10 seconds, which is why anything past that is seen as engagement, because it takes anything up to three to seven seconds to establish that initial bit of interest, that initial bit of trust with somebody, so that they will continue to watch us more. So those things are very much, a, for me, a bit like stagecraft. You know, when a performer walks onto the stage, they're engaging, they're ready, they're prepared, and the audience is waiting for the first thing that that performer's going to do. A, Comedians are the best at this, aren't they? They've got pretty much about 10 seconds to get that audience on their side. If not, it could be a really bad affair. So I don't see video and, and the way that we're doing video online, I don't see that as any different than the skills that a comedian and a good performer has to learn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know it was, um, I was one of those people, I suppose the reason I was able to just go and do it quite quickly is one, I've been blogging for 15 years, which helps massively with podcasting. Yeah, so I'm always tried and tested. I knew what to talk about, if you like, because I've been typing about it. So it's the same stuff that I talk about now that I used to blog about, you know, just updated a bit and whatever, like, you know. But the other thing as well is I've been in sales all my life, so I'm used to talking. So for me, I don't understand why it took me so long to find podcasting because I much prefer it than blogging because I prefer to speak than to type. You know, but uh, but what I found difficult with videos is because I'm used to talking to people and bouncing off people that, you know, when you're holding a video, etc., it's quite difficult to get, you know, your personality across, etc. That's what I found early on, you know, they were quite flat, a bit wooden, you know, no, none of that interaction. You're just sort of talking to a, a phone, if you like, you know, to a static thing. And uh, yeah, that, you know, so there's things like that. I think that take um, a bit of time and again, experience, you know. Mm. It is true. I think the same with video is, you know, when I, when I had a singing career and I had to go into the room to practice, I had to practice that performance before I was ever in front of a live audience. And that ability to visualize an audience in front of me, that ability to to almost practice your own performance ahead of time. We expect it of musicians and of performers, but we don't think of doing it for ourselves for speaking or for video. We just kind of avoid it and try another route to get to the, the result that we want in business. I've been more than amazed, um, and, and not in a, you know, not in a judgmental way, but just really quite amazed at how many people will try to do things in a very non-effective way when video anything that we show up for for video etc for people is going to make such a bit a difference to your business to your to your to the way that you communicate and people are, are probably as afraid of video i think um uh, as they are i think maybe because there's so many people doing what i call lifestyle videos out there uh, overly polished 
you know, sort of really set up and staged or thinking of it like a YouTube video or something. But the majority of things are quite easy to do for your business that will give people a real sense of what your values are, what your business is about. And actually people are looking for real and they're looking for authentic, you know, and I think if you want to do something, it's best to start. It's absolutely best to start. And if you know that you want some additional skills with that, then it's not difficult to attain them. So obviously I can help people. There's other people that can that are online to help people as well. But just for people to know that depending on the type of industry, if you haven't come from sales, if you've come from a more sort of engineering or financial or accounting back uh, sort of background, or you're more classed as an introverted expert, as it were, in your own mind, you can still make a big difference to your own visibility um and actually people will thank you more for it as well yeah yeah definitely i got a little tip as well which i could share with you and uh, it would be probably quite useful for your clients and that is um to get people to go onto zoom or whenever they can go on and, and record a video and record a video of themselves selling themselves to themselves so so actually building up their own um, confidence and self-esteem and they can actually you know start off with a video selling themselves to themselves and then actually, um, that probably won't be very good. And then film a better one, selling more of themselves to themselves and, and you know, hitting more of the features and benefits and, and the passion and the enthusiasm and the persuasiveness, et cetera. And then just keep up, up in that until they've got a real, you know, awesome video that they're, they're happy to sell themselves to themselves too. Not only are they perfecting the art of uh, speaking and, and, and getting in, you know, passion and enthusiasm and tonality and all that sort of stuff. But they're also at the same time listening to themselves, assessing themselves, selling to themselves, all the good things about themselves. It's like a, it's like a win, 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 you know, it's a, it's a great yeah, part of the process. Feel that confident. If people do, certainly people don't feel that confident, you know, to do that. If they don't, if people don't feel that confident and many people don't, because as soon as they start to, to do that, they look back with self judgment or they go, I haven't got the message right, etc. And, and there's a truth to that. If you haven't got, if you don't know who your clients are, if you don't know what it is that you're selling really, because many service based, individuals are not just selling one skill set to people they do many things for a client so to be able to articulate that to me it's a bit like cake baking you know it is no good sticking the sprinkles on the top if you haven't got the cake already baked on the inside so if you if you know that your message isn't really solid and again you can find that out because if you start to press go or you go to you get tongue-tied then you haven't really articulated it and just to help people one of the best ways to actually create a, a, a really nice easy authentic way to sell and feel quite soft around that as well for some people that don't feel comfortable is selling through stories it's one of the things that Matthew teaches in his in his academy is to is particularly for introverts is to actually use stories and use the the, the uh, the testimonials and the stories of the clients and the people that you've helped and to really use those as examples in the selling process and when you're particularly when you're on video or if you're crafting a message, because, you know, there's a reason why Hollywood is so big. It still sells. Stories still sell. People want to identify with other people that you have created results for and helped. And when they do that, when we're not talking about ourselves, because people are not buying us, they're buying the results that we can help them provide in a vehicle or a format that works and makes sense to them. So the most important thing is to actually, for me, to hold up and identify people that you've you've worked with um, that you can actually, you know, do that, do those things with. I mean, I had a client, he actually came to me and he said, I want you to do for me what you've just done for this other client because people are watching how we work with others, the results that we gain for others. They are really not interested in us. They are really not interested in our process. They just trust that we have a process. We have a boat to, to, to get them from A to B. And if we can prove that level of ability through our communication, through our messaging, and then add that messaging into different formats like videoing and podcasting and other forms of speaking like this, coming on other people's podcasts or blog, you can take that same message on many formats and people will see it and they'll start to see you as an expert for what you do. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, I think, uh, well, you know, I've been in sales for 30 years, so you know, storytelling is always the best way to um, to, to, to uh, inform others, if you like, of, of what you've already done before and to demonstrate, you know, your, your, you don't need to sell features and benefits. You can just tell a story about how somebody has benefited and they'll, 
they don't care so much about the features, but they'll understand in the story the the benefits that you know whatever the features you you, you use to 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 give those benefits to the client. All they're interested in generally is the the end of the story and the, what the what the effect was, if you like. You know? Yeah, it's like they used to say, no, don't tell me about the delivery. Show me the baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So um, so yes, yeah, so so you've uh, you know obviously embraced quite a bit of change then in the last uh, year, etc. Obviously, you, you you teach speaking and that. What's your plans? Are you doing any speaking? You're doing much, um, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I love speaking. I'm actually speaking on. Um, I'm speaking on the eighth of September for an incredible entrepreneurs uh, global summit. Her name is Camelita Nuttall, and uh, she's. I think she's a great friend of of Introbiz and uh, some of the yes, people. I know. I know Camelita. Yeah, nature is Camelita. I yeah. absolutely adore her and I, I love her story and I think people love her because they really identify with somebody that has brought themselves up, worked really hard to uh, you know to sort of have the the brand and the ability that she's got so I'm speaking around visibility and what it takes to be the person that other people pay attention to on her global, uh, her global summit on the 8th of September at 5 p.m. UK time. So I'll be uh, doing an interview, speaking with her, launching at the same time, launching uh, the Visible Club, which I actually launched in lockdown. You know, when I think a lot of people have reflected in lockdown, haven't they, Mike? You know, when they sat down and they thought, oh my God, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't going away, it's different, what are we gonna do? One of the things that I recognized was that, um, particularly around visibility, that was several self-employed people, service-based professionals that really didn't know how to, uh, to raise their profile within the marketplace and to be, I always say is you don't need to be visible to everybody, you need to be visible to the, to the customers and the potential clients that you need to be visible to and you need a plan then in order to actually be you know, remarkably visible to them. So I started the Visible Club as a founding membership. The idea behind is that, um, you know, that they could get that support, you know, and you said earlier about, you know, getting in front of the camera and being able to sort of sell yourself. Well, this is a safe space where people can actually do that. It's a safe space where people can meet together. We have accountability, goal setting. We have guest experts coming in every single month on everything from sales uh, platforms to, Facebook marketing to how to sell to corporate clients to mindset etc and I wanted to have, create an environment for people where they didn't have to feel as if they were scattered but and they didn't feel as if they happened to try and hustle all the time but they could have a space where there was bite-sized business bits of training where they could ask the questions that they needed get support get help and um, we've got uh, at the moment 20 founding members um, and uh, we're due to launch in September for the Visible Club. So um, thank you for you know being able to sort of say about that because it's been a real passion of mine watching people through the year, watching self-employed people, seeing some of them struggle. It just I wanted to be able to create something that was a space for people that were either coming out of corporate and um, starting up their own businesses or wanted to raise their profile to be able to do that in an easy way. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, that uh, event that you spoke about, I know uh, Tracy's speaking of that as well, and also yes, Emma, Cook Emma Cooksley Lewis is speaking of it as well, isn't she? Yeah. Do you know yes. Emma? I don't know Emma, I know Tracy very well, so um, yes. it'll, be, it'll be really lovely to, to sit in and listen to everybody as well, which I will be doing. So I've two days throughout my diary, it's the 8th and 9th of September, yeah, I'm on the 8th um, at 5 o'clock, so hopefully just before everybody has their dinner, they'll they'll dive in and listen to how we can um how they can raise their profile yeah definitely it's definitely something i'll probably dip and dip in and out on myself because i'm uh, busy doing podcasts and zooms and global networking and all of that but uh you know i'll probably try and catch it a bit it depends is it weekend or is it week weekdays uh september the 8th i'm not entirely sure uh, let me just double check um it is september the 8th is a tuesday and a wednesday and okay. I'll be on the Tuesday. Oh, there we are then. Yeah, because I know there was a Sharon Lecter global event. This seems to be a lot of these global events happening now. I think they are all, 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 yeah, all, all the um, real world events have obviously dried up and it's been a six months barren spell. And then all of a sudden, I think I think all the events online were all always going to come. But I think people were like, oh, we don't want to do it July. We don't want to do it August. 
So then all of a sudden, September, bang, you know, just the same as in the real world, the events just kick off in September, October, November. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot to come. I'm looking forward to them because I love those, um, those big sort of, you know, couple of days events and stuff. Yeah, it's convenient for people, isn't it? It's really convenient for people to do things online. I don't think, you know, I think it'll take a time for offline to come back in. I think we do want to connect with people offline. I know that will come back in. Um, but I think the time, money and effort online is certainly the new way to, you know, to experience things. Yeah, and I think, I think uh, people do want to do uh, the offline as well. But I think actually there's going to be a percentage lost forever to the offline world now. I think um, there will be a percentage who just like the efficiency and that's it, done. You know what I mean? Um, I, I myself will probably still mix it up a bit, but I'm definitely going to still do a lot more online than offline. So I myself as a big offline networker probably will never do as much offline network as I've ever done previously. I'll always do the big business expos and that sort of thing where you can see a lot of people in one day because that's efficient but uh, the actual you know losing four or five hours to do a two-hour event when you could just do a two-hour event and, and and whatever you know to me that, that that's probably changed forever now and, and also you know i was massively networking around the uk before lockdown uh, after massively networking in wales for about um, sort of the last uh, well the last eight years but um, probably uk the last two years but since lockdown, I've been doing a lot of international uh, networking, global, because I'm, I'm on a mission to become a global speaker and I want my podcast to, to, and I want to connect with people around the world and I want my podcast and all my content to be listened to by, by people around the world and not just in Wales or the UK. So again, you know, you can't do that uh, offline. So I, I think there's a lot of online global networkers now who are just, that's, that's where their space is and they're going to stay there forever. It's yeah. a really good way to build your brand, yeah. Well, exactly. Is so the, the other thing as well is that you know, um, the in the on, on the planet in, in the globe, there's a lot more people that are in your niche, if you like, than there are in a small geographical area, depending on what your niche is, etc. But so it yeah. can be quite easy to build a tribe globally, you know, easier than building one locally, like you know. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the traps that I got caught in, which is why I was in ended up in Matthew's book. Um, was it's so easy once once you kind of get on a roll in one area or in one thing particularly as it was offline at the moment or a local sort of series or even just the same networking as it were um, it's really easy to just keep doing the same thing yet one of the one of the really important things that Matthew taught me was to really network where your clients are going to be and to actually go outside of where you normally think you would want to go in order to communicate and speak and part of part of what was really important to to me getting off the ground um sort of 20 months ago was was the ability to have what Matthew calls a unified message and a unified message is where you really have got a kind of congruent uh, you know a congruent way to, dis to to describe what you do so for me that was very much around sort of impact strategy and so it was easy to say to people you know I'm, I create people I create an impact for you know a strategy for people to make a bigger impact well that got me straight off the ground because people said well what does that mean and it it was really able to have those conversations where I'm able to then now sit down with somebody, look at their whole kind of messaging with them, uh, particularly the higher end clients, and put that all into uh, a strategy for their visibility. And you can take the same core skills then in several different markets and several different environments. And I think service-based professionals have to, have to really think about all of the areas and all of the places they could leverage their own visibility these days. You know, sometimes it's it's their own podcasts, sometimes it's their own video courses, or the fact that they can work in several different markets if they just tweak the message slightly and then look at how they're networking in those and how they're communicating and whether that communication is actually bringing in that, that those conversations or not. Sometimes there's a reluctance to admit the truth, Mike. Sometimes there's a reluctance in people, isn't there, to go, I'm actually not getting the results from here. And is it that I'm in the wrong place? Am I speaking to the wrong people? Or actually, do I need to work on my messaging and my delivery and actually what, what I'm actually 
getting out from this. And I think if somebody's prepared to just face up to a little bit of truth and less of their own kind of personal bullshit sometimes, then I think we can make some great strides, even in this environment. You know, I know that people are talking about recessions and the challenges, but so many new things have been started in recessions, haven't they? Yeah. So many new businesses. I think opportunity is still there for people if they've got, you know, if they, if they can get their brain outside the box, as it were, and start to think a little bit wider than where they yeah. were before. Well, I used to, yeah, because I used to work with people with their sales and marketing, which is the visibility, really, same thing that you're doing. I used to do the same sort of thing, really, communication, sales, marketing, business growth, whatever. But actually, during the lockdown, I've, I've come up with a seven-step success formula, so working on all areas of success, which, which I consider to be uh, important. So I call it Streams, which is a stream success formula. And it covers uh, systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing, mm -hmm. and sales. You know, I think marketing and sales are a bedrock of success. They are. Yeah, that's you know. yeah, why I brought in Matthew's system, to be fair, because I don't, I don't class myself as a sales or a marketing trainer as such. I mean, I'm firmly sat on the, when I'm talking about visibility for people, there is a sales and a marketing section to that, and it's absolutely vital. But I've seen people try and put the tactics in place, if, but they haven't really shown up with the believability and the and the abilities and their presence as how they're showing up. So the majority of the majority of my one-to-one -one clients or people in the Visible Club are in, just as interested in the, that vocal confidence, that presence, the ability to kind of speak their own truth, to stand out, to have a complete unique selling point message as it were um, and the ability to understand how to engage an audience still you know I still get people like how do you get the wow factor how do you really engage people and that's really for me that's firmly where I sit on things um, I love being a mentor for Matthew's system because I can combine it with all of the other aspects of how to communicate that make the difference so having that sales piece on the end is the icing on the cake because once you can actually communicate and then sell the thing that you are so different for it makes makes all the difference but I think if, if all we're doing is you know people fear that if they just push sales on people so they're hiding their light under a bush but if you can get that light out if you can communicate it if you've got your you know how you say what you say and how you mean what you say and the and the tone of voice and the way that we read you we're filtering all of the time there's a brilliant quote by an acting coach called Patsy Rodenberg and she said um, as you enter the room before you even begin speaking, people have already decided whether to lend you their ears or give you their respect. And that is so true. I used to start every senior leadership training event or anything that I was doing with that quote because I'd just leave a little bit of space in the room and people would get very quiet and then they would start to nod and they would go, oh, that's true. We know that we're judging. We know that we can't, we don't mean to be judging, but we're filtering. We're filtering all the time as to who to pay attention to. And so what we want to do, what my, 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 I suppose my mission um, with everything that I do is to help people be that person right from the get-go that people are wanting to respect, that people are wanting to pay attention to, and that they have not only the gravitas to actually do that, but the content then to actually back it up with. And then I can, and, you know, bringing in things like the sales skills and the marketing, they are the form that we get that out to the world. But we've got to decide what exactly we are getting out to the world beforehand. Otherwise, we're just, you know, throwing mud at the walls and hoping some of it sticks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, and I think um, the other thing which people need to work on as well, uh, especially in the UK, which they don't have the problem in America, but we have it in the UK, uh, from a marketing point of view is that most people don't want to cross the line so therefore they're not willing to go anywhere near it so they stay too far away from the line which is why they don't do enough sales and marketing you know because they're too polite and they don't want you know they don't want to upset people so they rather like but to me you know a good good successful sales and marketing is operating right on the line you know it's operating on, on the line you need to be at to get your message out there to as many people as possible because it's a numbers game and the more people who, who do get to know your message and, more, and know you, you and what you stand for, the more people you, you have a chance of doing some business with. Um, but a lot of people are so, so, so for example, there'll be people who will only post 
say once a day on social media because they think oh, I don't want to upset anybody you know but actually there's people out there you know posting 20 times a day on, on social media as well uh, but because it's all a, doesn't matter how often you post it all depends about the value you're delivering and uh, etc so you know if you're delivering lots of value then you can post much more regular and if you're you know start you know if you're if you're just trying to sell to people on time, which you should never be doing anyway on social media, but then you wouldn't want to do that too many times because you're going to upset people. So it's about understanding, you know, what you're doing. And I think people are too polite or they're doing something they don't 100% believe in because if you've got something out there that you believe in and you'll talk about it to everybody as often as you can because you know ultimately you've got something of interest and benefit to them so why wouldn't you tell them about it but so i think there's there's two areas there which are all sort of mental problems if you like they're they're, they're, they're problems in the brain <laughs> don't you tell know. them that way no but they're, they're, they're mental as in they're psycholo psych psychological problems they're, they're you know belief in the product and themselves and what they're doing which is massive but then also if you're dropping that reservedness and that politeness and whatever and actually saying you know i'm not on this planet to be reserved and polite i'm on this planet to, to share my message with as many people as I can because I believe 100% in it and therefore having the right strategies and the right um, proposition of, of, of giving value to the audience to be able to pick up the pace and, and actually get to the levels you need to get to to grow a business yeah and you know what I think it's so important to say that it doesn't matter where you sit on the personality styles here you can actually sit on you know, the, the more extrovert or the more introvert personality and with the right strategy for you and for your business and for your clients um, and with a little bit of, you know, skill behind the scenes, you can actually make a big difference to those people. You don't have to. I think some people, some people think they have to be completely the opposite to who they want to be in order to, uh, to get their message out there. And I'm here to say that is not true at all you can be of every personality type what you have to be is as you said you have to come you can't convince another human being of something that you are not convinced of number one um you said before you can't sell them something they actually don't want <laughs> number two <laughs> we've got to get that one in there we've got to know why i mean that isn't that it's like the, the simplicity behind it is is so profound sometimes i think we forget it we just add more and more tactics and we forget there's some simple truths we've got to be convinced there's there's something very uh, engaging uh, and sort of charismatic about watching people that are full of passion for what they do you know when we are full of passion for what we do there's something it, there's a magnetism to that you know a genuine magnetism i'm not talking about sort of false enthusiasm i'm talking about a genuine passion for something it's very very engaging the second thing is that if we ask people what they want and we give it to them and we find ways of actually delivering that to them or getting you know that marketing is asking people what they want and sales is being able to deliver that you know to them and can, and get a yes from it it's not there are complexities around that in terms of how do we find out what people want or how do we get into that but that's a, each one of, that's where an intentional plan comes in for each one of us rather than just mud at the walls isn't it you know that's where the plan comes in um, and the biggest thing is, is that I see it all the time on social media when people put out, oh, this is my first talk or my first video and people go, you're going to be great. Just be yourself. And that's both very, very true and completely useless at the same time. And I'll tell you why it's incredibly true because you can't be anybody else other than yourself. But if you think yourself as, as is, you know, has got, um, is boring or uninteresting or has got nothing to say or you're caught up in your own thinking well then you're going to think that you've got to be everybody else other than yourself at all so being yourself is absolutely the right thing to do however what i would add to that is the reason why it's completely useless when people tell that to you is because you and i both know that sometimes being our best self needs a bit of work yeah <laughs> and being our best self just is the words yeah, you, yeah took the words out of me. you took the words out of me. It's, it's, it's not about being yourself, but it's about being the best yourself that you can be in every situation that you, you're in, really. It's being your best self. And, and, you know, for people that are not used to speaking on stage or being on a video or being on a podcast or, you know, interviewing or being interviewed or, you know, doing those sort of content things or those more visible things, 
that's no different than somebody, if they had to go sing a song on the stage, they'd have to go practice, they'd have to go learn it, they'd have to know what they were trying to achieve by it, they'd have to get some level of control over their own nerves and their own mental focus to be able to do a really good job of that. None of that is really challenging to do, and it's all skills that every single person can learn rather than avoid to do. So I kind of say, yeah, absolutely be your best self, but kind of like take the challenge of being your best self at the same time yeah yeah definitely it's a bit like um, like like when i when i teach young salespeople, i would tell them never go to an appointment without a a book and a, a pad like yeah whereas like i've been doing that for so long i've trained my brain to remember all the important details because i got to send a proposal yeah that, that i used to write all the notes and then never look at the pad and then i was like well why am i taking the pad and the pen because you know i'll ask the question um, they'll give me the answer. I'll regurgitate the answer back to them and say, so is this the stuff that you definitely care about? And, and then before I'm going to walk away, I'm just going to say, and just to confirm the proposal I'm giving you is on, you know, the stuff that you talked about. Yeah, is there anything I've missed? No, brilliant. And then by the time you've gone through that process, you actually see in your head anyway, so you don't need to, you know, have the pen and pad. But and in order to get to one about. stage, you've got to go through the previous stage first, haven't you? Yeah. That's what you said. You, 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 you know, many people find they've got a process work that works for them or people fall into a process and other people just get really caught in the weeds. They either avoid sales or they avoid visibility or they avoid speaking or as I recently did a survey. Now, this is quite interesting because I just think. Sometimes we're full of our own self delusion, right? It, delusions of grandeur that we all fall into. It's, um, I did a survey and I asked people how comfortable or confident they were at different levels of public speaking or of speaking on video or lives or exit. And then I asked them what was their most frustrating thing about being in their business right now. But the two answers didn't corroborate, Mike. So in other words, people were telling they needed clients or they needed a pipeline or they needed sales or they were struggling here, there and everywhere. And yet they were giving themselves and rating themselves an eight to a 10 out of 10 in their confidence to communicate and, and do public speaking. And I thought, well, there can't be a truth to that. We've got to be, we've got to be deluding ourselves. If our results, our actual results are not there, then we are missing something in the communication equation here. We're either missing the ability to handle proper sales calls we're missing the ability to get our message across we're missing that piece in the marketing of how we communicate and maybe the, the process that we do that through but it's no good deluding ourselves and saying that we're brilliant at this and we're brilliant at that because we've got a bit of confidence about it if the results are not showing up because i think good is the enemy of the best here isn't it good is the enemy of great if we want to be great we've got to go past good and if we're okay at this stuff but we're still not getting the results we want from it then there's somewhere else to reach to i think yeah well this is where you know this is where um my sort of um sales marketing business and, and other sort of advice and consultancy comes in because a lot of the time um like like you said you know people are, are doing stuff and they're not getting the results but a lot of the time they're looking at the the end product and thinking well this video is good or i'm good and sometimes it could be sometimes it may not be sometimes the message is whatever but often this is this is uh, goes down to actual business but often they go down and their business isn't that great you know so they haven't actually got a, a great business opportunity they haven't got a great market you know it's very competitive etc so so again you know sometimes they're going to sort of really take it back to basics and go okay you know and what i communicated about is it you know something that people want you know is it competitively priced because there are people out there who just pluck pricing from the air and they think you know they don't even know why they've got the price and they've looked at a few other people and go oh that seems to be the price you know and then they, they come up with the price sometimes there are people in business who aren't making money at that price because they're losing money because you know they've gone on just copy someone else's price and they got a lower cost base or, or whatever it may be so i think you know that's where you've got to sometimes really get into business you know sometimes people they market stuff for a long time they go well it's not it's not working and you know my market is not working when the market is maybe you know fine you know it's just you may be in a saturated market full of a million other people who are saying the same messages and you know your conversion rates are, are, are atrocious because of just the quantity of people in it and, you know, I think that's something which is uh, got to be considered as well by people. So you know, that's why you can't sell your skills. That's why you can't just sell what you do. 
It's not that you can't sell what you do. Nobody's interested in what you or I do. What they're interested in is, what we have to do is we have to go behind the, um, we have to look at the both internal and the external motivators. We have to look at how what we do really does add value in several different spheres to somebody's life or business. And, and we have to be able to turn that into a message and talks and opportunities to um, to share that value in a way that's why they call it the USP and people don't quite know not still how to really they either kind of postulate that USP or they they can't really kind of create that USP in a way that people see them as the go-to person really you know no matter what the market is you know there's the go-to person and so I understood even when I had to train 10 years ago as a voice coach and I had to train with other voice teachers in the same room I sat down one day and I thought it doesn't matter if there are 10 of us in here we could all have a unique and a different market in a different business if we understand what business we're actually in and who are our best and ideal clients and if we learn to communicate really well to those type of clients and that we put all our energies and our efforts to being visible and to being seen by those type of people so that we can be almost the drink of water in a thirsty desert to that type of client base and then we can we don't have to be global in terms of being everywhere we can actually be quite a big fish in a small pond and still have a really really good business and if somebody wants to be global fantastic but let's you know start with something rather than trying to spray our energy around everywhere let's start with getting really really clear on where we do our best work who we do our best work with what levels of visibility that we need to embrace to be visible to those type of clients if they're not on pinterest and you're trying to spend three hours a day on pinterest it's a pointless operation let's go and learn the skills so that because your best self will thank you for it when you've stretched yourself out your comfort zone when people have just you know got those videos out put those courses out seen money coming into the bank in different forms not just the way it used to be five or six months ago they will realize that they're far more capable of doing things than they ever ever thought they would could be and that and that that's the business i realized i was in well over sort of five or six years ago when i really looked down to it i was in the business of confidence i was in the business of helping people see more of who they really were and to help guide them to create the skills and the strategies and the plans and the accountability to help them get their dreams and their abilities out of their head into the world and do that in a way that other people went, wow, you've done that really, really well. And I got really clear that that was the, that was the business that I was in and the forms of it are going to change, you know, and the products and the programs, but we kind of all have to get really clear on what business we're actually in and then just settle down and get on with it, I think. Yes, definitely, definitely. So how do people get in touch with you if uh, they want to settle down and get on with it, you oh, know, in a, in a coaching process with you? I and also, and also um, what, what courses and, and, and stuff have you got for sale at the moment? Yeah, well, if they um, at this moment in time, we're just about to launch the Visible Club membership. So if they hang on to this website name, they will be able to use it very soon, which will be the visibleclub.com. And you'll be able to use that from September. In the meantime, you can reach me at um, www.maverickcommunication.co.uk. And I love reading people's personal emails, which is Angela Durant. Um, Oh, hang on a minute. No, that's the wrong email address. Let me just get the right email address for you. Angela at maverickcommunication.co.uk. That would be the easiest one for people to reach me to at the moment. And I love reading people's personal emails. If there's anything that's spoken to them in this at all, or they want to ask a question, I love to hear from people. Okay. And which is your preferred social media uh, portal of choice? I'm a bit of a LinkedIn lovey at the moment. LinkedIn, I'm loving yeah. a bit of LinkedIn. I'm loving the conversation on there, but I'll be both on LinkedIn and Facebook. 
Yeah, I'm loving LinkedIn as well at the moment. So I used LinkedIn such a long time ago and for such a long time, for like 10 years. The first 10 years it existed, I used it all the time. And I sort of, um, as, I, as I left employment, I went into self-employment and started doing sales and marketing consultancy and digital marketing agency and all of that. I started playing around with all the new toys, if you like. And I, and I loved those new toys. Podcasting and YouTube are new toys for me. Um, but, you know, before that, it was, uh, you know, Twitter and then Facebook and Insta and Pinterest and, 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 and blogging and, you know, all of those sort of things. But actually now, I think since the lockdown, because all the salespeople who went out in the real world and all the business owners who were out in the real world are all now on LinkedIn as the primary platform. So for me, it's like, it's like LinkedIn is like the new toy because LinkedIn is different than what it's always been before because now it's like... It's like the fully, it's like it's like the ocean rather than a pond, but it's full of fish constantly being active. Well, I think there's great conversation on there, and that's I think that's what I love is I love I love listening to people's great conversation, be that on a video, be that on a blog post, be that in their physical speaking. We're all conversing with an audience in one form or another, and I I um and I love that conversation that I'm listening to at the moment. Yeah, brilliant. All right, then we'll connect uh, on, on LinkedIn because I do a lot of uh, liking and commenting and resharing. I, I share a lot of Welsh business news on uh, out of the people's personal posts into my Welsh biz page. And I also put content as well into my MA consultancy page. So my Welsh biz news page is more about Welsh businesses. My UK, UK uh, MA consultancy business is more about communicating UK and global messages. But I love helping people, so I love helping you know put their content and their messages in front of new audiences and my audiences. One because it helps them. Two, it helps me. You know, it's win-win all the way around. So uh, yeah, you know, um, anything that you've got, like for example, the launch of your new courses and stuff, tag me in, or you know, tag me in and I'll share them to to, to my audiences. I got a lot of entrepreneurs from all over the place following me and watching me, and and so and, and I don't see you know pe- you know you can help people in some areas and I can help people in and I can help people in different areas and you can help people in different areas, but I don't see con- uh, um, competitiveness and competition. I just see collaboration and sharing and helping everyone to grow. Like you said, there's there's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of different people with different messages and different voices and and all sorts of things. And the more everyone can help each other, the better the world would be in my opinion so absolutely absolutely all right well thanks very much for coming on the podcast and sharing um, lots of your knowledge and wisdom and uh, look forward to you know reading some more of it online and, and engaging with you in whatever ways we can brilliant thanks mike it's been a pleasure thank you all the best bye bye right there's nothing else left for me to say other than have a great day i know i will and thanks very much for listening cheers bye bye